Lord, it's such a blessing, such a privilege. How joyful to be here. To be invited by your table. What a blessing, Lord. Our great salvation. We thank you, we praise you. May you use a little bit of time. May you speak to us. We are all here. Give you the glory and praise. In your precious name we pray. Brothers sisters, today we're going to share uh, about the, the four Gospels. Uh, it will be only just an overview. Because I'm going to speak of all four Gospels. Uh, if you remember, uh, in the Old Testament, the book of Ezekiel, uh, there, there, was, uh, there were uh, four living creatures. Uh, 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 these four living creatures, uh, they have different faces. So they reveal the, uh, the glorious likeness of the Lord. Uh, so uh, this four uh, living creatures, in the book of Ezekiel, their faces, they have uh, like a sequence like this. Uh, the first one is like uh, is like the man. Uh, 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 the man. Uh, the, uh, the man, the lion, uh, the ox, and eagle. Uh, no, the man, the first one is man. And then the lion, and then ox, and then the eagle. So this is in the Old Testament. Of course, you go to the New Testament. In the book of uh, Revelation, uh, in, the, uh, in the heaven before the throne, uh, you also see these four living creatures. Uh, but the difference is this the sequence of the face changed. Uh, in the Revelation, it's the lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle. And so, uh, so it's kind of like uh, uh, interpretation uh, will be a little bit different. Uh, if you go to today, if you go to the Israel, uh, you go to Nazareth, uh, there, there is a huge uh, 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 a huge church. Uh, on the face of that church, uh, on, on that wall, uh, you will see these four living creatures. And, and their sequence according to the book of Ezekiel. Uh, but uh, in the New Testament, we have different interpretation. That according to the book of Revelation. So they will reveal the glorious likeness of the Lord. So these four living creatures will uh, reflect through these four Gospels. So first of all, uh, uh, what does it mean, uh, Gospel? We all know gospel means good news, good tidings. Uh, good uh, in the Romans, in the time of the Roman Empire, so the gospel, what gospel means? Uh, it means uh, the, 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 victory, uh, uh, the, the victory from the battlefield. 
uh, or uh, later on, once the Caesar has the uh, baby, uh, has a newborn baby son. So this all called the Gospels. Of course, it means good news. But for our New Testament, of course, when Jesus came, we know that's a, that's a real victory. And we know also his, uh, his the word became the flesh. So it's a real a newborn baby. This baby will, will bless us. So, so today we're going to talk about these four Gospels. So do you know why we need four Gospels? Of course we know uh, after Pentecost. Uh, the, the church was uh, officially established. So uh, we, uh, I mean, the believers, they will uh, get together. Uh, they will, of course, remember the Lord. The breaking the bread and the cup, that's the center of the worship. Of course, at the beginning, most of the members of the church, they are Jewish. So they just, uh, that's very naturally, they will follow the old uh, Jewish tradition. For instance, when they meet, they will read the scriptures, they will sing the hymns, they will say the prayers. If you remember when Paul and Barnabas went to the uh, the synagogue in the uh, Antioch in Pisidia. They went to the synagogue. So they will read the, the law and the prophets. That's the way of the worship. Of course, in the, in, in the church, when they worship, they also follow this tradition. But of course, the, the focus is the Lord Himself. Of course, they were talking about what the Lord said, what the Lord did. So who is the best candidate to do this kind of teaching? Of course, the twelve apostles. Other than the apostles. There are many first generation uh, uh, believers. They are the eyewitness of the Lord. So there's no lack of teachers uh, in to give the lessons in the meeting. So uh, that's no need uh, like a uh, 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 written gospels. Because the oral teaching is is available. But you know, uh, once the Stephen uh, was martyred, and then church was persecuted. And the disciples were spreading out. Not only they went to Samaria, even they went to uh, Phoenicia, Cyprus, uh, uh, Antioch. And the church uh, was uh, 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 gradually spreading out. Also, uh, you see the problem uh, also arise. For instance, the heresies began uh, to, uh, to flourish. You know, in Samaria, that's a, a sorcerer uh, called, the Simon, called the, the Simon. Simon the sorcerer. Uh, uh, Simon. 
So he's trying to uh, uh, use the money to buy the ability to give the uh, Holy Spirit by laying of his hands. And you know in the Paul's uh, uh, letters, you, you, we all know in the churches uh, in Galatia. So uh, that's a uh, uh, Paul uh, mentioned about the, uh, the another gospel. This beginning with the Holy Spirit. But they want to accomplish it by the human efforts. So in book of uh, 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 Colossians. So you know Paul talking about no touching, no tasting, no handling. So many heresies uh, started over, started uh, even within the church. This is a form of uh, early Gnostic. So, uh, so you see the problem with the church. But once apostles and those first generation eyewitnesses are still uh, available, so you see the problem is not that great. But once uh, 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 for instance, uh, in the in the AD, like uh, around 60s. You see, when the first generation be, uh, began to fading away. So that's really a, that's a need for a written gospel. And you also know the sign that the, uh, our Lord going to return, uh, immediately return, is very remote. So who can give the standard like uh, uh, correct teaching uh, for the uh, for the gospel? For instance, you know even in the uh, Revelation there are seven churches. You know that's a doctrine of Balaam. You a doctrine of uh, Nicolaitans. Even the teaching of Jezebel. So church does need something standard or like a canon uh, uh, for for the churches. So you do you think uh, the apostles they they don't know this kind of situation? Actually, I can quote a, a verse and to t- to tell you this uh, this burden. Let's see the Second Peter. Second Peter one fifteen. Second Peter one fifteen. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. So you know Peter knows that. He knows his, uh, his, uh, his uh, tabernacle is shaking. So that's really a, a, a real need in the church. Somebody should, should write down all the what the Lord had done and what he had taught. Of course, you know the, bur, uh, the Peter's burden. And we all know he has a spiritual son. That's the John Mark. So the Mark gonna pick up this burden. So Mark did the greatest, greatest, uh, made the greatest effort. 
So he wrote down the first gospel. But at the be and uh, at the beginning, even to the uh, uh, fourth century, even the you know the, the famous uh, Augustine. He thought uh, the first gospel was Matthew, not Mark. So it's been for many, even hundred years. So they all thought Matthew is the first one. Because 96% of Mark was in Matthew. So uh, Matthew has, uh, uh, has uh, 1,068 verses. In Mark, that's uh, 661 verses. How about in Luke? Luke has 1,149 verses. How about in John? John has 866 verses. So, so the, the 96% of Mark was in, in Matthew. So after eight, uh, in the uh, 19, uh, 1800, in the uh, 19th century, and then the scholars they they did a great uh, study. They actually they found that Mark was the first gospel. So personally, I really believe when Peter has that burden. So Mark picked it up. So he wrote down the first gospel, gospel according to Mark. And we all know uh, Mark gospel is very simple. It's very it's the shortest one in the four gospels. Many people will say because Peter uh, doesn't listen too much. So therefore he couldn't give Mark too much what Jesus was taught. Tell you the truth. That was not correct. Because Mark, when he wrote down the gospel, he has his purpose. His target was Romans. And Romans is not like a Jewish. Romans is a people of actions. They want the results. They don't care about the Jewish laws. They don't care too much about the prophets. So you will see in the book of in the Gospel of Mark. You will see no laws at all. Very interesting. And also Mark used uh, used the uh, present sentence to write his gospel. He also used the, the word A N D to link uh, 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 sentences. His purpose is trying to show the people that gospel is like uh, just happened right now. He wants to give the listeners uh, a feeling of interaction. So you know the, uh, the gospel of Mark. When the, when the churches get together, when they read the scriptures, they can read the gospel of Mark in one session. In hour and a half, you can read the whole gospel of Mark. That's the purpose of John Mark. So he can give a story of Jesus from beginning to the end in just one session. 
So you see the uh, uh, the you see the difference or you can see the emphasis of John Mark. So we should not criticize Mark wrote down so less. So he want to give a Romans a, a good impression. But don't forget, Mark was the, the first gospel. So you remember the Mark 1.1. The beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Mark 1. You see this, the, the first sentence in the New Testament. So you can see this first telling the center of the gospel. So uh, Mark uh, also uh, uh, use uh, 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 Latin, uh, the word of Latin. So, for instance, uh, you know, uh, 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 when uh, 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 when when Jesus was on the cross, when Mark, uh, uh, Mark, uh, he does use uh, Hebrews. But he ex- he translate those Hebrews. Because Romans they don't understand Hebrews. So you see John Mark, John Mark when he wrote down the gospel. It's a tremendous work. Like a, a patriarch uh, Abraham. When he entered the he when he first time entered the land of Canaan. That's a totally uh, a foreign 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 land. Everything he has started from scratch. It's, it's the same situation with John Mark. So you can see uh, when Mark wrote down the first gospel, he has to juggling between, he has to struggle between who's first, who's last, how can I present the gospel? I give you an example. For instance, for the geography. John Mark started with the Galilee, uh, Jesus, uh, our Lord's ministry started from Galilee. From Galilee, he crossed the lake to Gadara. And then from Galilee, he went to Tyre, Sidon, and all the way through uh, uh, Lebanon, uh, uh, Syria, Jordan, and then Decapolis. So you see uh, the route Jesus was taking. If you, if you look Matthew and Luke, they follow the same route. But John is very different. So you see the first First time when you wrote the gospel, it's a very difficult task. But John Mark did So we have to, I think I spent too much time. I have to go a little bit quicker. So we have to, let's talk about the book of gospel according to Matthew. So in the sequence we see Matthew is the first gospel in the New Testament. Of course, logically, or in the whole uh, Bible, that's the right position. Matthew used a lot of uh, uh, fulfillment. 
He called the Old Testament 55 times. All the other three Gospels combined only 65 times. So it's very uh, natural for the Jewish people to understand what Matthew is trying to say. So Matthew be, become uh, the link between the Old and the New Testament. We all know Matthew has the mark for his face. His foundation, as his foundation. So it's easier for Matthew to write the gospel. He almost used entire mark as his base. But don't think about that's too easy. How can you write your things you on top of mark? You have to blend these two uh, two things together in a way uh, it's very natural. I can give you three examples. We all know in book of Matthew, in the Matthew, the famous uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Chapter 5, 6, and 7. You see how Matthew take this part, insert into Mark. Let's take let's look at Mark one Mark Mark chapter one. Mark chapter one and verse twenty one. They went to Capernaum and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. Look to verse 22. The people were amazed at his teaching. You see, in these two verses, that's two teachings. And, and the Matthew put the Sermon on the Mount in between those two verses. So you see, when Mark said teaching, so Matthew insert the chapter 5, 6, 7 in between these two verses. You think that's easy? Not easy at all. I give you another, give you another example. You, uh, if we go to Matthew chapter 8, you remember uh, Peter's uh, mother-in-law was, uh, uh, was, was sick. So Lord uh, healed her. But what Matthew did? So Matthew add the fulfillments there. So in the verse uh, uh, Matthew 8:17. So here's Matthew says, This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. So you see the difference. So Matthew will bring this event link and link this event to the Old Testament. So Matthew has many fulfilled, fulfilled. I give you another example. In Matthew chapter 10, talking about the missionary. For instance, uh, uh, Matthew 10:1. He called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil, evil spirits. This is exactly like the like the mark. 
But Matthew adds another sentence. So he said, to heal every disease and sickness. So, so brothers and sisters, you see the Matthew. How he add, he how he expand the gospel according to Mark. So that's a peculiar verse in the book of Matthew. You know, we all know in the, uh, uh, Matthew uh, 13. Matthew uh, has a, a unique word in the whole uh, New Testament. That's the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. So when Matthew used uh, chapter 13 as a uh, lots of parables, so at the end, Matthew said one thing very strange. I think it's Matthew 13, 50. He said to them, Therefore, every teacher of the Lord who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who... I'm sorry, that's the... 52. So so Matthew talked about a scribe of the kingdom of heaven. Many scholars, they believe this verse is talking about Matthew himself. So uh, Matthew uh, has lots of uh, Lord's teaching. Matthew has two plans in the gospel. One plan is called the begin. The other plan called the finish. The begin plan uh, talking about the turning point of Lord's uh, ministry. So that's the three begin. Let's take a look about it. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew Then Jesus began to denounce the cities in which most of his miracles had been performed. You see the turning point. Jesus has been teaching for for a while. But he began, they don't believe. So you can see the turning point of, of his ministry. Then we see, let's see uh, uh, chapter 16. 1621. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem. So you see that the three turning points in in Matthew. Talking about the different uh, different uh, 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 turning point in Jesus' ministry. We also know that Matthew gave uh, Lord five important teachings. So what's the What's this five teachings end? Where is his boundary? So we can see five verses. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 7. Chapter 7, 28. 
so when Jesus had finished the saying these things, so you see that's the finish point. He finished his sermon on the mount. Let's look at 11.1. After Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, this is talking about his uh, 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 missionary work. And then chapter 13, chapter 13:53. When Jesus had finished this parable, of course, this is talking about the parable of the kingdom of heaven. And then turn to 19. 19.1 talk about when Jesus had finished the saying these things. This is uh, talk, talking about the local church. And then 26.1. 26.1. When Jesus had finished saying all these things. This, this is talking about the end time uh, prophecies. So, dear brothers and sisters, can you see that? Matthew and Mark is very different. We all know Peter is a good preacher. When he preached gospel, many will, will believe. It's the same with Mark. Mark knows how to speak. So he can speak his gospel in one and a half an hour. So he's like a, uh, he's like put the gospel, uh, he makes the gospel like a, like a, like a show. Like a show from the beginning to the end. from Galilee and then to and then to Jerusalem. Of course, the Jerusalem is the most important thing. So that's the way Mark put these things as a as a drama. So you see the Mark and Matthew and Luke follow Mark. But the Matthew is different. Matthew is like a scribe of the kingdom of heaven. Matthew is just like a teacher. Because all the twelve apostles they are fishermen. But Matthew is different. Matthew is the learned person. Because he is the tax collector. He knows Hebrews, he knows Romans, he knows Greek. He has a, he has a skill of a shorthand writing. So he, 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 write, he wrote down all the Lord's teaching. So Matthew is like a teacher. Like a scribe. Or today we say he's like a professor. So you can see the, uh, the uh, book of Matthew is like a scholarly work. Very accurate. And very detailed. In the whole Matthew, 60% was what recording what the Lord was saying. In Mark, it's only 43%. So you see, Matthew is very, very different. So Matthew is, can be our teacher. Of course, Mark is also our teacher. I have to go fast. Let's turn to the book Luke. You know, Luke is the only author in New Testament is a Gentile. 
But very precious. Luke is a Greek. But somehow he he was uh, he was uh, he was believing. So somebody say actually Paul uh, preached to Luke, so he believed. So we don't know that. But we all know in the book of Acts. So Luke was with uh with Paul. In his missionary trip. There's three sections in gospel uh in the in the Acts. Uh, we have we know that's a word called we. So you see, Luke was with Paul in his missionary trip. So you see, if you take it carefully, you see that the word in Gospel of Luke is very unique. That word is salvation. Very strange. Only Luke has five times said salvation. He used salvation this word. Another three Gospels only use one time. So for Luke, the salvation is very, very important. Because he is a Gentile. He has no hope. So when he believed, when he has the Gospel, he, uh, when he believed, he, he sees this is really precious for everyone. So in I can read one verse so you can see that you can see that. So let's see Luke chapter let me see, is that chapter three? Luke chapter three and chapter three Verse 6. And all mankind will see God's salvation. So it's very, very important. That's, that's gospel uh, Luke. Also, Luke has a, uh, he presents the gospel as a complete gospel. We know Luke is the longest in, in, in the gospel. He started from the John the Baptist. All the way to the Lord's ascension. So he's a complete God. Can you can you imagine? He's not Jewish. And he can find out so many information. You think it's easy? Not easy at all. He presents the gospel as not only as a complete gospel. Gospel is a joyful gospel. A peaceful gospel. It's very important for a Gentile. Because at that time it's the Roman Empire controlled the whole world. So he wants he want to present the gospel as a peaceful gospel. Jesus came is not for revolution. He doesn't want to shed blood. Because church was under persecution. So Luke is very conscious in this situation. So you also know Luke is very conscious about the political things. You know, he talked about the governor of Syria. And actually, scholars, they want to attack the Gospel of Luke. 
Because when Corvinius as the governor of Syria was actually in AD from AD 6 to AD 9. So actually it wasn't the time Jesus was born. So actually, okay. Actually, when uh, we have very famous, uh, we have to thank this brother called Sir William Ramsey. So he did a lot of research. And then he found out the fact. When Quirinius, not just as a governor, but he was the military commander of Syria. From BC, from BC, from BC 9 to BC 4. So that's the time match what Jesus when Jesus was born. So you know, Luke is a, not just a uh, historian. He did a lot of research. So his gospel is very accurate. And then he, we all know uh, his genealogy. Started from Adam all the way to Jesus. So you see, for gen, for for Gentile Greek to find out this information is very very difficult. So brothers and sisters, you see, look. Of course, a physician. He was educated. He has knowledge. But he has the heart for the gospel. Let's talk about gospel according to John. We all know John, the gospel of John was written in the late the first century. The other three gospels probably written uh, in the early 60s. Because at that time, uh, the church was under Roman's persecution. Also, the heresy is so flourishing. So, therefore, the, the three gospels was, was written down. As a canon, as a standard, when the when the church meet, they can read what Jesus was taught and what he was was did. But uh, at the end of the first century, the church has a new crisis. That the beginning the heresy is not that uh, not that uh, 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 threatening the gospel. But at the end of the first century, it's it's very very uh, almost all spread out in the church. It's called the Gnosticism. So John has to battle with this uh, problem. This heresy has a uh, has a uh, has a concept. They thought the matter the, the matter is evil. And uh, 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 matter means material thing. For instance, our flesh is, is kind of like uh, the matter. Because matter will perish. They cannot be gone. But the spirit is good. Because spirit can last forever. So from this heresy, they, 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 uh, this this teaching that Jesus cannot be divine. 
Jesus cannot be the 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 word became flesh. Also, let's look at uh, the, uh, the the gospel according to John, the uh, first chapter. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was he was with God in the beginning, and then. Uh, verse three: Through him, all things were made. So, so when they say Jesus cannot be divine, because flesh, flesh is evil. So God cannot be a flesh. So they say Jesus is like a. a uh, it's just a person. When he was baptized, the spirit of the Lord descending upon him. So when he was on, before he went to the cross, so the, the spirit left him. This is their teaching. Of course, we know that's not right. So, so you see, uh, 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 for the Gospel of John, that's one important word. And it's not the life. It is not life. That word is not life, not the life, not the love. But that word is belief. Because John used 98 times in his gospel. Because, because uh, the church gets confused. They don't know the, the, uh, the divinity of our Lord. Because there are so many heresies. So they don't know if the Lord is really the Son of God. So John used this word believe, believe, and believe. We know very uh, important verses John actually said by himself. That's the chapter 20. Chapter 20, verse 31. Thirty-one. He said, "For these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ." You see, the emphasis is belief. You know, John, his gospel is very different from the other synoptic three gospels. Uh, For instance, in the, uh, the, the, the verse 1, uh, the Lord, uh, the word became flesh. Do you know this word? In, in originally, in Greek, the word is logos. In the whole New Testament, only John used this word. In God's book of John and also in the book of Revelation. You know Logos has, has a meaning. Logos means word. All Jewish people, they understand. God's word is powerful. God says lots of things in the Old Testament. So for Jewish people, that's no problem at all. But you know, Logos has another meaning for Greeks. Even though Romans control the whole world. But the culture of Greek conquered Romans. Even the thinking of Greek is dominate the whole world. So the logos for Greek has another meaning. So logos to the Shia and Nigel, the logos means reason. 
如果你看到这个使徒行传，呃，回顾一下，呃，我们看到这个，呃，使徒行传，呃，我们看到这个，呃，使徒行传，呃，我们看到这个，呃，使徒行传，呃，我们看到这个，呃，使徒行传，呃
They are they all are our teachers. Today do we lack any good teachers? Tell you the truth. My burden is this. There are no lack of good teachers. What's the real point? Are we good students? Are we good students? Don't complain. We have no lack of good teachers. Started from 18th century. Martin Luther. And John Calvin. Until now. How many good teachers are there? I give you one my experience. I will show you one book. The book the, the title of this book is called Fifty People Every Christian Should Know. Is written by Warren Wiersbe. Warren Wiersbe, I can give you several names in the book. Among this fifty, probably you heard, you probably you heard of them. Matthew Henry. Matthew Henry. Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards. George Whitefield. Andrew Bernard. J.B. Lightfoot, J.B. Lightfoot, Charles Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, George Matheson, Charles F.B. Myers, F.B. Myers, Campbell Morgan, Campbell Morgan, H.A. Ironside, A.W. Tozer, That's just a few I read to you. They are good teachers. Brothers and sisters, this book helped me tremendously. It actually it is my turning point. When I look those good teachers, they're talking about what's their what they what's their books. They wrote many books. Here only read only present their best. So I went online. As, as much as possible I could buy. So from, from this book, for many years, I collect many, many good books. Sometimes it only costs you one dollar. Of course, you have to pay for the shipping. But they are, they are treasure priceless. Brothers and sisters, do we lack of good teachers? We don't. But the point are we good students? Like Mark? Mark starting the work from scratch. Like Matthew. That's a foundation. But he built on top of that foundation. Where is Luke? Luke is Gentile. He has, he has no privilege, no advantage. But he went so far and he wrote the Gospel of Luke. And John is like a prophet. He can see the, the heresy threatening the church. Brothers and sisters, today we need knowledge. Finally, I give you one more verse. Habakkuk, the minor prophet. Habakkuk, 
For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. We need knowledge. How can we get knowledge? Like Campbell Morgan said. Sweat, sweat, and sweat. May God bless His word. May we have a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you, we praise you. You are the word, you are the you are the Lord of the knowledge. You have you have wisdom and knowledge. We thank you for Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. And Lord, you are the greatest teacher. Let us have this heart and this desire to learn from you as a real student. Humble ourselves. Sweat, sweat, and sweat. Let us learn from thy words. We thank you, Lord. You bless your own word. In your precious name we pray. Amen.